Welcome to episode 110 of the Preferred Experience podcast. I'm Chris Lasware, and today for the show, we have Tirsa and Megan sharing the replay of the nutrition talk for February of 2022. The topic is on sleep. We called it Sleep for Success. And without any further wait, here you go. Welcome to this month's, actually, I know it's a, uh, officially March 1st, but yeah. um, we had to make a few changes for, because I had a child that had a choir concert last night. So we had to push it back a day. Um, so technically, this is for February. We will be having another one at the end of the month. Um, this month, you know, at first when we talked about doing this this um, topic, we weren't too excited about it. We're like, eh, yeah, you know, like I sleep really well. I, uh, yeah. you, <laughs> I sleep pretty good. <laughs> but um, the more we've learned about it and we listen to some other podcasts mm-hmm. and the yep. more we've learned, we're actually like, I'm starting to realize how important this is and that yeah. not everybody can sleep as well as, you know, Megan and I, mm-hmm. you know, getting up early, that kind of helps yeah. <laughs> to yeah, feel tired at night. But not everybody. In fact, um, a friend of mine I will, uh, that many of you guys know, but I will keep her name um, anonymous. She's been struggling with sleep the last few days. And even though she's tired and she's not getting sleep, yeah. she can't sleep. She's really oh, struggling with sleeping. That's what we're And so hopefully she'll learn some things tonight. And there's, you know, obviously there's always a few other things that kind of like mm-hmm. play into yeah. why you can't sleep. So we'll talk a little bit about that and how to try and like prep ourselves for some good sleep. Looks like Melanie's on. Hey, Melanie, how's hey. it going? Hi, sorry. I got the reminder and I was like, oh, I'll pop on really quickly, but I definitely just got out of the shower. So no yeah. idea. That's okay. That's okay. That's perfect. That's why we send it out. Cause lots of times, you know, we announce it over and mm-hmm. over, send emails, blah, 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 but then you kind of forget. So yeah, perfect. It was great timing. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, so we are, a lot of you guys know, you know, kind of our motto and how we do things at CrossFit Preferred, but, um, you know, we really do focus on a habit-based approach so that we support a lifestyle change, not just a quick fix. And you really should feel com- confident with your nutrition and fitness plan for years to come. And if you don't at this point, then you're moving too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to push you outside your comfort zone just a little bit, but it needs to feel attainable. And so that's why we focus on that. We just finished the nutrition challenge and saw some awesome results. Yep. And um, those of you who are not mem- uh part of our one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. you got a little taste of how we do things one-on-one by using the HSN app, by focusing on one habit at a time and stacking those habits. So over the course of the six weeks, you had been able to develop these strong foundational habits to continue on either on your own or some of you have um, taken advantage of the discounted one-on-one coaching price that we offer to you guys and are doing one-on-one coaching with us, which we are so excited for. And the one-on-one coaching, you know, if you're still interested in that, we're obviously here for you, but the one-on-one coaching, it really is where the magic happens. You know, the, the nutrition challenge was a good jumpstart, good Mm -hmm. foundation. 
But now we get to customize your habits to help you reach your goals the fastest and most efficient way. Mm-hmm. And that, and we've been able to help quite a few people this last year. Yeah, We hit our year mark in mm-hmm. January that we have been using HSN and really help trying to develop our nutrition, the nutrition side mm-hmm. of what we do. And it's been really fun. Yeah, it's been great. You know, we both have had, had some really, seen some really good success and we're excited yep. to help more people. In fact, this is a great time to announce this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, we're really excited. We actually are just hired a new nutrition coach who will be in training, who already has been in training. And some of you guys have seen her. Yep. Um, Jacqueline Oliver, mm-hmm. a longtime member of CrossFit Preferred is going to be training to be a nutrition coach for us. Actually, she's already in training. And she's obviously very passionate about nutrition, just mm-hmm. like Megan and I are, and she's learning and uh, the ropes on how to coach others. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal this year is really to help, you know, uh, as many people as we can. Yeah. And to do that, we are looking to expand our nutrition coaching mm-hmm. services. So um, if you guys have friends or family members that are not members of our gym, mm-hmm. we do offer nutrition coaching to anybody, Yes, not just members of the gym. Yep. And they can be remote too. Like they don't have to live in the area. And this is through the app. We can do everything mm-hmm. remotely. Um, so yeah. Yep. So one of the things that we do in, with our nutrition coaches is we, coaching is we focus on a holistic approach, including stress, manage, stress management, nutrition, and sleep. So mm-hmm. that is why we're talking about this, because a lot of times when we when someone starts a new um, program, they think mm-hmm. fitness and nutrition first, yep. and they ignore one of the most important things, which is sleep. So we're going to talk about that tonight. So I'm going to ask you guys a question and type it in the chat and then we'll talk about it later. I want you to tell me on average, how many of you are getting less than six hours of sleep a night? So just type it in the chat if you are getting less than six hours of sleep a night. I got less than six hours last night and I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not always planned. No. Um, So... Everybody kind of has the, their sweet spot. Yep. And some people function really well on less than four to six hours of sleep in that range. I do not. I my my magic number is seven. I, I like more than that, but if I can get at least seven, I'm I'm fine. I yep. can function. What about you? I'm about um I'm actually very consistent at like seven hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> Monday through Friday. And then um Saturdays and Sundays, um, I don't I don't usually wake up to an alarm, so I'm usually closer to eight. Um, every once in a while on Sundays, I have hit nine, and that's great. Oh, yeah. Saturday nights into Sunday, I sleep mm-hmm. as long as I possibly yeah. can. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get 10 hours. Oh, that's nice. I know. Yeah. So I'll, I've heard that you can't actually bank your sleep. Oh, yeah. So that's not actually a thing, but I try really yeah. hard on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So Dusty said she gets six or more, but not good quality sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's important, too. We'll talk about that, too. Yep. And Melanie, to answer your question, yes, it is the same price mm-hmm. as um, if you're a member of our gym or not. It's the same price. Yep. Um, one thing that we do like to encourage for those that aren't members of our gym, we do have a higher accountability program, which is 209 a month instead of 159 a month. And I like my, my clients that are not members of my gym. I like them to be on the higher accountability program because I don't see them in the gym. And so Mm -hmm. it's harder for me to have that connection. So the higher accountability program, uh, plan gets you two in-person meetings a month. Yeah. So for 50 bucks more, you're getting 
um, more touches with your client mm-hmm. in person. Yeah. Um, but if they're virtual, you know, the 159 a month for the first three months yes. is, is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they want to do like video calls yep. and that would work too. Okay. So we're going to, um, close this chat for now and then go back to what we were talking about. So in today's nutrition talk, we're going to dive into why sleep is so important and why it's the missing puzzle piece into our health and wellness journey. So we'll give you guys some tips on getting good quality sleep and some of the, some of the benefits that come along with getting good sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dallin's on. Hi, Dallin. Oh, hey. That's awesome. Okay. Okay, so why do we need good sleep? Well, I like to think of like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so babies, if they're not, if they're tired, like what happens? They cry. They cry. Yeah. And they make everybody else's lives miserable. Yeah. So like something that I think about like as a mom and wife and business owner and all of those, all the hats mm-hmm. I wear, all the hats you wear. Yep. If we aren't um, operating in our best self. Oh yeah. Everybody else suffers. Oh, totally. And so just like a baby, when a baby's tired, everyone around them is suffering. Yeah. It's the same thing. (laughs) My patients are so much lower Uh if I don't have a lot of sleep. Yeah, for sure. So like I said before, when a lot of times when we start a new health and wellness journey, we focus on weight. We focus on how to get stronger, um, increasing our energy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we hear a lot of. Um, and thinking of how can we be more healthy, but sometimes we don't focus on the sleep side of it. Mm-hmm. So sleep should be a big part of it because of a couple of things. Um, there's been lots of studies done that actually shows that if you have, if you're chronically getting too little of sleep, you have an increased risk of type two diabetes. And we're mm-hmm. going to tell you why in a little bit, yep. um, your, uh, cardiovascular disease is more prevalent obesity mm-hmm. and depression. And um, when I heard that last one, depression is like something that's vi- like running rampant anxiety, and oh, depression, yeah. especially with teenagers. So yeah. I have two teenagers and I just don't remember that being a theme when I was a kid. <laughs> Same. Like, and, and so sometimes I think about, well, why, wh- like, why is it more prevalent now mm-hmm. than it was, you know, 30 years ago. And I think it's because, well, there's a lot of reasons, but I think one of the reasons is kids are getting less sleep because they're staying up later because mm-hmm. they're not, um, they're, they're not being governed. Mm-hmm. Like they're like my kids, for example, they go to bed. My older two oftentimes go to bed after I do. Yeah. So I just have to trust that they're going to bed at the time that I tell them that exactly. they need to be going to bed. Yeah. But not only that, um, screen time is mm-hmm. increased and it's yep. usually in their face before they go to bed. Yeah. And so all of those things are leading to like this increased, um, depression and anxiety in our yep. teens. And, um, it's, it's hard because like, they don't see it. Yes. Like if I bring that up, they're like, well, no, that's not why. Yeah. But I'm learning more and more about that. Yeah. And it, I've, I've seen it Mm -hmm. firsthand, you know? And so it's hard to explain unless you like look at the like medical reasons why. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, and also with us, when we were teenagers, I mean, for me, I was outside more Mm -hmm. because I didn't have a cell phone. Right. Like you're outside with your friends because you don't have cell phones to communicate. Right. So I was constantly on the move, on the go, doing something. And I mean, for me and my brother, my brother and I pretty much were consistently in bed by like 9, 30, 10 o'clock growing up and as teenagers. And then like I hit my twenties and that was, 
I went to well, bed that's, much later. That's still, really, like my 10 year old thinks yeah. that's her bedtime. Yeah. See. And on the weekend, it's just even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, there's a slide coming up that's going to tell you how much sleep you should get based off of like your age. So mm-hmm. we'll, I'll save what I was going to say till the next slide. Um, so this is the reason why this is the medical side of why sleep's so important. Mm-hmm. So actually when you're sleeping, your blood sugar increases while, while you're asleep. And there's a, there's a time called the dawn effect between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. I guess it'll be different depending on what time you go to bed, um, where your blood sugars are the highest. And what happens is like when our blood sugar is high, our body produces insulin to lower our blood sugar. But when we don't get enough sleep, that gets all messed up and our insulin, we become insulin resistant or not Mm -hmm. as sensitive to it. So here's how (laughs) um, sleep affects things. So when we don't have enough sleep, we have lower cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. Um, You make less, you make, it makes you less sensitive to the two hormones, ghrelin and lectin. And we're going to talk about what those two hormones do in another slide. Um, over, it overall increases your blood glucose levels because you're less sensitive to insulin to bring your blood uh, glucose levels down. It increases your daytime cravings. Mm-hmm. It lowers your ability to make good choices. And I've definitely felt that like yeah. when you're tired, you don't give a crap. You're like, I don't care. I well, crumble cookie today. She just confessed to you guys. You heard it first. I, I did. That's funny. Um, so it lowers your, lowers your ability to make good choices, as Megan has demonstrated. <laughs> um, you're less motivated to make and keep your goals, mm-hmm. and you know it's it really is upsetting your circadian rhythm, which is another thing that we're going to talk about. What your circadian rhythm is. This is something that I learned that I didn't really know about. Yeah. Yeah. I just learned more about, I knew kind of, but then listening to the podcast today, I learned more about it. Yeah. So, um, my friend has a podcast called make it simple and she, it is awesome. So if you guys are and they're pretty short, they're like 30 minutes. Um, and they're all nutrition based. So if you guys are driving in the car or, or just want to learn something nutritionally, um, I really recommend her podcast. It's she's easy yeah. to listen to too. She's she high energy. Yeah, she kind of dumbs it down too. Like yeah, I feel like I understand simple. everything. And and sometimes with podcasts like that, you, there are some where like I'm listening to it and I'm like I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah. So she interviews a sleep doctor, and I think it's episode 52. If you guys mm-hmm. want to go check it out, um, she uh, she interviews a sleep doctor in Washington and they talk, talk about the circadian rhythm and how the circadian rhythm tells us when we should be tired based off of like light exposure, sun exposure. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting natural light during the day because we're inside all day. Even our kids, I can think about my kids, they're at school all day. They're not oh, getting yeah. natural light. And then at night we're getting light from our screens and our TVs and like yellow light, like what's all around mm-hmm. us right now. Yep. And it throws off our circadian rhythm and this can lead to obesity as it can make us less sensitive to insulin, which causes increase in blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of seeing that pattern that when we don't get, when our circadian rhythm is thrown off, when we're not getting enough sleep, um, our blood sugar level, we were 
um, we are insulin resistant, Mm -hmm. which keeps our blood sugar levels high, which makes our hormones get thrown off. And you're putting in all this work, you're eating good, you're exercising, Mm -hmm. but nothing's changing. And it all can be fixed by getting enough sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. One thing that I learned on the podcast that I didn't realize is, so I ordered blue light glasses Oh, to like yes. for reading because my books are usually on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I ordered blue light glasses because I read before I go to sleep. And on the, in the podcast, she was saying, she's like those blue light glasses that are like, just look like regular glasses. She's like there, it doesn't really work. She goes, if you get a real blue light glasses, they're super dark. Like They're a like red, a red tint. Yeah. yeah. And I had no clue. Yeah. And th- she said that if you have them on and you can't tell a difference yeah. in like the way things look, they're mm-hmm. not strong enough. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Yep. Okay. So people who sleep less than six hours per night are at a 20% higher risk for heart attacks. <laughs> And that is insane. And like, sometimes we don't think about that as being young, you know, but like over time, like we want to think about that. And, um, there's different stages of, of our night. So there's two main stages. There's NREM, and this is a time when our heart rate and blood pressure increases. And then there's REM, and this is when those, uh, should decrease. Mm -hmm. Um, and an imbalance of these two stages can happen when uh, we are not getting adequate sleep and will increase the risk for heart attack. So a lack of sleep or those for those experiencing sleep disruption. So like mm-hmm. if you're getting up a lot in the night or if you're restless, mm-hmm. then you may also be at an increased risk for hypertension and stroke, arrhythmias and coronary heart disease. Mm-hmm. So definitely something worth figuring out. Yeah. So um, also a lack of sleep will also increase the risk of being obese. And it kind of comes back down to the insulin levels or the blood sugar levels and the resistance to insulin. So think back to a time when you didn't get enough sleep and maybe you feel sleepy right now, but think about how you felt as far as like your like how you felt about your your desires to make good choices, basically. Yeah. Like when you don't get enough sleep, do you feel like you have more cravings or less cravings? Like that's a pretty easy answer. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're thinking, yeah, I have more cravings, cravings, there's a reason. Yep. So we're going to go back to those um, hormones we talked about. So cortisol in our body increases when we don't, when we are not getting enough sleep leptin, which makes us feel full decreases. So we feel hungry more often mm-hmm. and ghrelin which is our hunger hormone telling us, Hey, it's time to eat increases. So we feel, we feel hungry Mm -hmm. and we have a desire to eat more and our, our cortisol levels are, are lower. So that's, that's a pretty clear cut reason why figuring out your sleep is important. So in summary, we're, we are prioritizing the surge of fat and water in our body due to the increased cortisol Nobody wants that. Yeah. Um, We're less full and more hungry. Mm -hmm. And the shift in these hormones due to a lack of sleep may increase cravings and overall consumption. So no wonder those that get less sleep are oftentimes overweight. Mm -hmm. 
So we talked a little bit about depression and um, we want to talk about how that can affect uh, people that aren't getting enough sleep. Um, There's a study done in 2011 that found that people with sleep issues such as insomnia had two times the risk for developing depression. And more specifically, lack of sleep may cause changes to your serotonin or your happy hormone. And so it can affect, you know, your overall feeling of, of happiness. Sorry, I have some balloons making noise over here. (laughs) Hey, so now that we've talked about why sleep is so important, we want to give you guys some suggestions on how to get better sleep. All right, so how much sleep should we get? A very small percentage of people can actually function on less than eight hours. Um, You know, that's what we grew up thinking. We always needed at least eight hours, right? Yep. So children actually need nine hours of sleep, at least nine hours of sleep a night. And this is something I am 100% using with my daughter that's 10 Mm -hmm. because she thinks she can stay up till all hours of the night. And she actually gets up the earliest. She has to be at school because she does some extracurricular activities. She has to be at school at 7.15, a couple couple days a week and Mm -hmm. at seven, um, one day a week. And so she has to be up by six. And there's a lot of times that she's not in bed before nine. Yeah. And she's cranky. Yeah. She's my cranky one. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, nine plus hours of sleep for your kids, for your teenagers should get between eight and 10 hours Mm -hmm. and adults. We need seven hours of sleep at least. So if your husband's telling you, you never stay up late with me and hang out with me, you can say, well, Tirsa said that I need at least seven hours of sleep. I'm going to use that. (laughs) (laughs) I get the guilt trip. I used to give Chris the biggest guilt trips because before we started crossfitting, he was really into Ironmans and triathlons. And the only way for him to get his training in was first thing in the morning before he went to work. And, and he always felt like, well, you're always asleep. So it doesn't matter that I'm out training. Right. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like you fall asleep the second your butt hits the couch. Yeah. Like you're asleep. You can't last 15 minutes. And that's the only time I see you in a day. Exactly. Like that was our thing that like, I hated that he did Ironmans because he'd get up at four o'clock in the morning and train for four hours and then go to work and then be dead to me when he got home. (laughs) So, um, so we're going to give you four tips to help you, uh, get better sleep. Number one. So set your sleep schedule. So setting your sleep schedule, stick to a schedule. Um, I know for me, like my schedule during the week, no matter if I'm working or not, like even when we were shut down for COVID, I still kept the same type of schedule. I still got up early in the morning. I went to bed earlier so that it doesn't screw me up when I did have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work. Um, and then on the weekends too, like I really, I don't stay up too, too late on the weekends and I try not to sleep in too, too late. Yeah. Like so sleeping that, in like seven yeah. or so. Yeah. <laughs> Six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Uh, and don't stay in bed tossing and turning for more than 10 minutes. That is a pet peeve of mine. If I'm <laughs> up, I get out of bed. Yeah, I can't I hang in too. bed. Hey, um, actually Dusty, I'm going to ask you, does that happen to you? Like, do you tend to stay in bed trying to sleep longer and toss and turn for more than 10 minutes? Sorry, it was just easier to do it this way. Um, I wake up in the middle of the night a lot, (laughs) a lot, but I don't usually 
maybe on the weekends I'll wake up and try and go back to sleep for a while, like on a Sunday, just because it's like the only day where I get to sleep in and I really wanted to sleep in, but I can't. Yeah. Um, the podcast that we were listening to today, one of the things that they talked about, cause they started talking about sleep apnea. And one of the things that they said that I had no clue about was if you're someone who gets up a lot in the middle of the night to pee or, you know, just wakes up, that is a sign of sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue. I just thought it was something where you can't breathe because you can't. Right. Or if you snore. That's yeah. Another sign. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's an, the, something, what happens, sometimes what happens to me is I'll wake up to pee. And then if I have a lot on my mind, oh yeah, my mind just starts going mm-hmm. and I can't shut it off. And so yeah. one thing that I've done in the past, and I try and do it like really quietly. So it doesn't wake up Chris. Um, I'll just hurry and like um, make, like I'll open my phone. I have a little to-do list on my phone and I'll just mm-hmm. type out like my to-do list really fast so that I can try and like, like I won't forget those things. Your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's an app called Calm. That's a good one. Really, that's another thing that I've used before. Chris uses it. Mm -hmm. Um, If I really can't shut my brain off, um, I'll use Calm. And actually, sometimes I'll put put one AirPod in Mm -hmm. and I'll put an audiobook on. Like real Mm -hmm. quiet. Yeah. Real quiet. And something that I'm not too interested in. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And I can zone out and go back to sleep that way. I used to listen to music. I should probably do that again. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Have like a place on your phone that's like soothing. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. Uh, tip two, practicing a digital detox each night. Uh, so anything blue light, your TV, phones, iPads, computers, uh, decreasing your body's natural production of, they decrease your body's natural production of melatonin, um, light boxes. So that was on the podcast. They were talking about these light boxes because we don't get enough natural daylight. Mm -hmm. And so light boxes are going to help, um, us with our uh, circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's something that's fairly inexpensive. You can have it in your room. Um, they're mobile. And you're, if you are looking for something like that, that if you're having a hard time with sleep, um, even dusty, like you're in a, you're in an office all day. So that might be an option for you too. Mm -hmm. So you're want to look for one that's 10,000 lux, uh, or more. And they're about 50 bucks. They start around 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. So she said 10,000 lux is what you're looking for. And I've never had to use a light box, but mm-hmm. she like really that with all her clients that she works with, that's like the number one thing that she yeah. uses is those light boxes. I think there's someone I follow who has she has a light box. I think it's Manders. Oh. Um has a light box. Um and she really likes it because they live in Iowa, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, winter right now and she notices that her like she gets really depressed in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's used it a couple times. Well, and something that Andrea, the the host of the podcast, she was saying, like in the summertime, we stay like we live in Arizona, so we yeah. stay inside a lot more in the yep. summer, and so we're not getting that sunlight mm-hmm. that we would be getting right now. Like right, right. now, we're outside way oh, more yeah. than normal, yep, uh, or that we would be in the summer. And so having that option in the in the in the summertime, yep, um, is a really good idea. Yeah, it's worth it's worth trying. Yep. 
Um, finding a real estate before bed, maybe 30 to 90 minutes um, to turn off all screens. Uh, maybe think about leaving your devices in a different room so that it isn't a temptation. Um, and consider activities you can add in place of screen time, such as reading, journaling, uh, stretching, meditation, anything like that. Yep. So number three is to fix your environment. So creating a calm place in your room is going to help you want to go in there and know that that's the place of, of, of rest. One thing that I've gotten into a bad habit of is I have a really nice recliner in my room and I've been working in there. But then when I go to bed, like that's my workspace and it's, and it's also my bed, my sleep space. So, you know, that is, if I had a problem sleeping, which I don't, yeah. but if I did, that'd be something that I look, that I would mm -hmm. look at is yep. making sure that I'm not using my room as a place for work. Yep. Um, so just making sure it's peaceful. You know, if you really are having a hard time, like light a candle 30 minutes before you go in there, use some oils, like mm -hmm. some aromatherapy oils, yep. play some soft music, like make it feel like you're walking into a massage Yeah. and just keep it. The other thing is like it suggested having your, the temperature of your room between 60 and 67 degrees. Like mm -hmm. that seems really cold to me, but I sleep hot. Yeah. So like in the summer, we like our room to be, you know, 72 mm -hmm. or so. Um, and right now, like we keep our windows open to try yep. and cool things down. If I'm hot, I cannot sleep. So yeah. we keep a fan on, um, our ceiling fan on mm -hmm. all night. And then another option is try sleeping with white noise. Mm -hmm. I use a little fan on the floor, um, but there's a white noise app that I've used as well, like when I travel and yeah. stuff. Um, it just drowns out all the extra little clicks and things you hear. I started using it, obviously, when I had started having babies. But, um, you know, Chris, like if he's making some weird noise, he's breathing weird, like, I'm sorry. Like if the fan is clicking just a tiny bit, like yeah. I cannot yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. So the white noise machine actually helps me a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, limit activities outside of sleep that take place in your sleep space, like we said, and what kind of activities you're doing before you go to bed. I used to play volleyball um, on Thursday nights with some friends mm -hmm. and I'd get home at like 1030 and I would not go to sleep. Till oh, you like wired. Yeah. I couldn't. And even like of the few times that I've worked out mm -hmm. at uh, the gym, yeah. right? I can't fall asleep. Yeah. I have a very hard time because I'm all wound up. Yep. Like if that was your normal routine, you might be fine. Right. Yeah. But, um, I did a Spartan class once at night <laughs> once <Yeah. laughs> and I, it took me forever to fall asleep. So Melanie said, I always listen to a random station of deep sleep sounds. Oh, I like that. Very low and slow spa mm -hmm. music. Dusty, you got some stuff to try tonight, girl. I know. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> awesome. And then the last one is to optimize your nutrition. So when we discuss how lack of sleep will shift your hormones and affect your food performance, preferences and metabolism it goes both ways meaning the food you eat can affect how you how well you sleep also um you can so you can do like a blood glucose monitor and when you eat higher carbs your blood glucose stays higher um longer 
And then when you eat things that are like sugary, it can actually stay elevated all night long. It's just going to affect your overall sleep. So having a balanced diet and focusing on like, you know, those lean proteins, those non-starchy carbs and healthy fats is really going to help. Like you don't really realize how much it affects you, yeah. but it really can help your blood glucose level and your mm-hmm. overall insulin level while you're sleeping. Yep. Also be mindful of, um, sugar and alcohol before bed, Mm -hmm. as well as caffeine consumption. Sometimes, you know, you might get that afternoon, afternoon, like lull and decide to get a coffee because you aren't going to bed for nine hours, Mm -hmm. but coffee actually has a half-life of eight to 12 hours. So even though, you know, you finish your coffee by 3 PM, it could be midnight, one o'clock, and you're still feeling the effects of that caffeine. So try cutting out the caffeine. We got a chat. So Dusty said Amazon actually has things like rainstorms and sounds you can listen to. And the screen is, what does that say? Black. And so no light destruction. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Cool. So now that we've talked about the four tips to help you improve your sleep, let's talk about the amazing benefits you'll see, um, start to notice after you change those things. So you obviously getting enough sleep is going to improve function, your function day to day and being able to have the energy you need to complete your tasks. It's going to help you with your energy. It's going to help you have the desire to get up and work out in the morning. It's going to improve overall recovery so that you're not so sore and you're um, able to like use that energy for fat burning and other things like that. But it's also going to improve your mood. Like you're going to be happier and more pe- and people are going to want to be around you. Um, so it's, it, there's all these positives. Like there's not yep. really any negatives to sleeping more. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> so when in doubt, go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> so we discussed our health and wellness goals. Sleep needs to be one of those things. Our nutrition journey is not just about food, the food we eat. It, we do need to take into consideration those four tips that we gave you. So just as a recap, we want to set and stick to a sleep schedule. We want to practice the digital detox. We want to fix your sleep environment, and we also want to optimize your nutrition. All right. So now that you guys have some ideas on what to do, tell me in the chat or unmute yourself one thing that you are going to try this week to help you get better sleep. You can unmute yourself if that's easier. I'm so slow at typing. Definitely going to try making my room more inviting for sleep. (laughs) I think I'm going to do that. I think Chris would not hate that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Definitely, if I can't go back to sleep, get out of bed. (laughs) What do you do do if you can't go back to sleep in the middle of the night, though? Like, do you get out of bed or? Um, I wouldn't. So uh, what I do is I I try not to toss and turn. So Mm -hmm. I lay on my back very still like with my arms like this yeah <laughs> like very very still mm-hmm. and then I try those things that we talked about like listening to something real quietly um sometimes I count um if there's a lot of things on my mind I'll write them down real quick yeah it's like that but if I'm tossing and turning a lot then I'm stressed that I'm gonna wake Chris up mm-hmm. yeah so I try and just like lay very still take big deep breaths and yeah. Oh, one other thing that they talked about on that podcast that I really liked is 
a lot of times you'll have anxiety going to bed because you're worried about waking up in the night Mm -hmm. and not being able to fall back asleep or not getting good sleep. So when you're, when it's daytime, have a plan in place for if that happens so that you have less anxiety going to bed. So like, for example, like it's daytime and you're like, okay, if I can't sleep tonight, I'm going to try X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. That way you already have the plan. Yep. You're not anxious about it. And you know, that could help. Yeah. All right, Melanie, you want to unmute yourself and tell us one thing you want to um, try to sleep? Yes. Um, to get better sleep, right? That was the question. Yes. Yeah. What's one thing you're going to do to help you get better sleep this week? Well, first I want to say last night, I really struggled getting to sleep. I was up for like five hours straight and I never went on my phone. I tried to listen to music. The sleep timer ran out and I was still awake. <laughs> so... Um, what you just shared to yourself, did I say that right? I really want to check. Okay. Um, what you just did, I did the same thing and I counted sheep 400 times and I could not sleep and it was just horrible. So um, tonight I'm having sleepy tea before I go, but like right now, before we even eat dinner. And then I'm really going to try and like not watch TikTok before I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I have this little tiny baggie in my one of my drawers that says melatonin on it. And yeah. I try not to take anything, but if I have to, I will do that. Or I'll actually sometimes do a Tylenol PM. Mm-hmm. And usually one will be enough. Yeah. Like the one mistake I made is one time I took a full melatonin and I was dragging at the gym the next day. I yeah. didn't understand why. And I talked to my friend who's a PA and she's like, oh yeah, I probably would have started with half. I'm like, okay. Yeah, to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried this stuff that Amy takes. Um, it's called Bean. Um, it's really big within like the CrossFit community, but it's um, CBD, CBD, melatonin, and then um, a specific kind of mushroom. And um, Amy gave me some to try and it, I slept so good. I sleep really good, but I slept so good. And like, yeah, beam. And um, it was, uh, it's supposed to kind of, it can kind of make your dreams a little crazy because of the mushrooms that are in it. Um, But I, it was really good sleep. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah. I really liked it. And then waking up in the morning, I didn't feel sluggish or anything like that. Like I woke up and I felt good for the rest of the day. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Another thing you can try, I used to do this years ago that just popped in my head, drinking casein protein before you go to bed. So casein protein is just a slower digesting protein Mm -hmm. and it can help you sleep. It makes really good hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Okay, Dallin, do you want to unmute yourself and tell us one thing you want to try this week to help you get better sleep? Sure. Um, Totally new here, just absorbing all the information you're giving. So um, I'm definitely going to try not to fall asleep with my TV on because I do that every night. It's just a habit with little babies, you know, when you get up in the middle of the night and you're feeding them. And I mean, my youngest is three and we just have continued to carry it on. So I'm going to definitely try not to do that. You know, you might want to try listening to that podcast. I'll text it to you. Um, This, my friend Andrea, she has four girls Mm -hmm. and her youngest is three. And one of them, so she, she, her business is all about um, like 
uh, mom health, basically, mm-hmm. and nutrition. Okay. And anyways, she asks the doctor specific questions about um, helping little ones sleep through the night, too. So okay. um, it might be a good one to listen to. It's like 45 minutes long, so it's not mm-hmm. too long. So I'll text it to you. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Awesome. Chris, are you still on? Do you want to unmute yourself and tell us one thing you're going to try this week to help you get better sleep? He might not be on. He's, he's he take me I'm, I'm a loyal listener. <clears throat> I'm always oh. listening. <laughs> I was already sleeping. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're telling all my secrets tonight, though, and it, it's been been fun. So, so, I don't have a problem falling asleep at night because we get up so early. It's like pretty easy. But when I do wake up in the middle of the night, one of the things that really works well for me is just to to be still and breathe through my nose only. <clears throat> and then I fall asleep pretty easily. But I do like dusty. It sounds like I I have some nights where I toss and turn. And um but that that seems to help me the most. Yeah, your um restlessness tends to be like the early hour morning uh hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. need a usually fit. after like two thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, you know, maybe sleeping in another room would be good for you. I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, he never wakes me up ever. We actually got a new mattress because he was waking me up yeah. all the time because our mattress was super old and I could feel every movement. And since we got a new mattress, he never wakes me up. That's awesome. I sleep through everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing. Like I loved hearing some of the things you guys are going to try. I really like the idea of setting up our room um, just to feel like peaceful and calm. In fact, that's something that I will definitely try this week. And I think even for my, actually my daughter does that, Ella. Oh, yeah? She totally is all into that. She asked for a diffuser for her birthday. Oh. She has candles. Like she plays soft music. Like she's way into that. I love that. I totally forgot that she does that. Um, I need to do that for Millie because Millie's the one that never likes to go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, well, thank you guys so much. Oh, Seth, you're on here. I didn't even see you're on here. Seth, you want to tell us one thing that you want to try this week to help you get better? Sure. Can you hear me? Actually, I, uh, this week I just bought these glasses. So I have a hard time waking up in the middle of the night. I write medical records late at night. And I'm scaring, staring at this giant blue screen. Mm-hmm. And then I'll wake up at three or four in the morning at the weekend. And I think it's probably related. So I'm trying these blue light blocking glasses. But I've I've uh, tried everything else on the list <laughs> from the scheduling. I actually have these little sleep buds. If you ever heard of those, bows make them for white noise. And they're fantastic because they, they've got an alarm in them as well. So you don't wake up whoever's next to you because I train at 5 a.m. So yeah. those are really cool. But yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm working on the light this week and then scheduling, just trying to get to bed on time, get the work done. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Um, working, it's like sometimes I have to work late at night. Like if my kids have things um, after school and I still have stuff that has to get done before bed, I'll bring my computer in bed and Chris hates it. And I yeah. try really hard not to do that very often. Mm-hmm. But like when you're working right up until you go to bed, it's super hard to shut everything down and like, yeah. 
you know, so maybe giving yourself like a, a cutoff time where, hey, you know, I know I need to be in bed by, you know, 10. So my work needs to end by nine, by nine fifteen or whatever, like giving yourself some wind down time. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining and giving us some tips on what you, what you're going to try this week. Mm-hmm. And this was actually a really fun podcast. It was really fun. And hopefully you guys learned a few things. We're excited to hear what you tried this week and if it helped. So thanks for um, joining in and we'll see you all at the gym. Most likely. Bye. Bye. Bye.